Yo, today's QOT is what comes out is what's inside. Here we go. Quote of the day show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton at SeanCroxton.com. It's Throwback Thursday, and we are turning back that clock all the way to episode number 1206 and our feature speaker, Dr. Wayne Dyer. This, I believe, is the most downloaded episode of the podcast ever. And I think it resonates with people because so many of us are holding on to our anger. And we're not forgiving others and we're not forgiving ourselves. And so Dr. Dyer is going to share a story about one of the most powerful lessons that he learned around letting go of that anger and being more forgiving of others. Dr. Wayne Dyer is coming up. One of the most powerful lessons that you can ever learn. I had to learn as a young man. My own father was a man who uh, walked away. He left. He left home when I was just a baby. Left my mother, who's sitting right here. 107 years old. Is that what you know? You're not. 82 years old, though. And, and with three little boys. And all I had ever heard when he walked out about this person that my older brothers told me about and that uh, when my mother got her family back together again when I was nine years old. And, and did all that she could to, uh, to make a family again, all the hardships. This is a man who never made a phone call, who never sent a penny, who spent some time in prison, who was an alcoholic, who died of cirrhosis of the liver at the age of 49 and was buried in a pauper's grave in Biloxi, Mississippi. And it wasn't until I went to his grave and I was able to stand there and I used to dream about this man and have this enormous hatred for this person whom I had never seen, just based upon what he had done to my own mother and to my brothers and so on, and all of the stories that I had heard and all the research that I had done. And I ended up at his grave 10 years after he had died when I finally found out that he was dead. It was on the 27th of August. It was 1974. And what I did transformed my life. What I did is I believe I was sent there by God or whatever you want to call that divine spirit, that divine presence. And my life at that time wasn't working. I was overweight. My relationships weren't working. My writing wasn't working. There were a lot of things that weren't going well for me in my life at that time. Not badly, but they weren't going at the level that I knew I was capable of getting to because I was filled with this hatred, this anger, this bitterness. And so what I did is I stood there on his grave, on this little marker in the ground, and I said, from now on, I send you love. I forgive you. Mark Twain said that forgiveness is the fragrance that the violet sheds on the heel that has crushed it. And once I let go of that anger and that hatred and all of my attachment to the bonding that I had done with these wounds and let go of that and cleared that out of my life, 
My writing began to take place at a much higher level. In fact, I wrote erroneous zones in very, very short time after that. I began to get myself back in shape. I began to eat better. I began exercising, keeping my, uh, got my weight down. And the people that were supposed to come into my life, like my beautiful wife, who sits here with me this evening, and all of our children, some of whom are here this evening, <laughs> All of it was allowed to flow when I released that, that energy of negativity and blame and hatred. They say that you never die from a snake bite. It isn't the bite. And you can't be unbitten. It's in the way. What kills you is the venom that continues to pour through you long after the bite has taken place. And that's something we have control over and we can change. And I'd like to suggest that what happens is that many of us bond ourselves through these wounds of our past. If I were to cut my hand, just cut it and watch it, my nature says, close up the wound. And I just have to watch it. And there's no doctor out there. There's no medicine out there that's going to heal that wound. There's something, there's a healing stream that I am connected to that will allow that wound to heal. So my nature says, close up the wounds. Don't bond to them. Don't hang on to them. Close them up. But supposing I say to myself, oh, no, you don't. There's no way I'm going to let you close up. <laughs> you see, if I can keep you open and I can go to you and say, look at this. Say, what happened? Well, look at this cut I've got. Oh, you poor thing. Look at that. It seems to be getting worse. It's getting infected. <laughs> Isn't that terrible? And if you practice this kind of a mentality, when your nature says close up the wound, but you keep it open, before long you lose your hand. And after that, you'll lose your arm. And the whole organism will be destroyed if you don't let your nature take over. And your nature also says close up the wounds of your past. Close them up. And oftentimes we ignore our nature. I had a great teacher that came into my life through his writing. His name was... Nisargadatta Maharaj lived in India up until the mid-1980s. And he wrote something called I Am That, which was very powerful and influential in my life. And one of the things that he talked about when he was asked the question, what's the difference between, say, a saint or a highly functioning human being, a spiritual master, a spiritual teacher, and the rest of us? Is that they have unconditional love in them? And you don't or we don't? And he said, no. He said, saints have unconditional love in them, and so do you. He said, the difference between ordinary human awareness and higher awareness people is that they have nothing else inside of them. That's all they have. And it's almost like we have to learn how to get that in ourselves. To be able to, well, I always like to use the metaphor of an orange. I love the orange. Perhaps living in Florida is why, but <laughs> an orange is a simple metaphor. You take this orange and you squeeze it as hard as you can squeeze it. And you ask yourself, what will come up? And what comes out when you squeeze an orange? Orange juice. Never, no matter how many times you squeeze it, will apple juice come out. There's no mistakes. You'll never get grapefruit juice out of this thing, ever. The only thing you'll ever get out of it is orange juice. And the next question is, why? Why, when you squeeze an orange, as hard as you can squeeze it, does orange juice come out? And I asked that question up in Toronto one time. There was a little girl sitting right in the front row. She said, that's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> it 
It's a, it's a, she said, that's what's inside. It has to come out. I said, well, that's the answer. <laughs> you are really smart. And she smiled and she thought that was great. But that's the truth. The reason that orange juice comes out when you squeeze it is because that's what's inside. Now you extend the metaphor and someone squeezes you. That is, someone says something about you that you don't like. Someone behaves towards you in a way that you find offensive. Somebody does something or says something to you that you feel hurt by. And out of you comes anger, hatred, bitterness, tension, fear, anxiety, stress. And immediately you say, the reason that comes out of me is because of how he said it or the way that she said that or because they did that. But the truth is, the reality is that what comes out is what's inside. And if you don't like what's inside, you can change it. Now, if you ask me, how does orange juice get inside of an orange? I would say, I don't know. I can't figure it out. That's a mystery to me. I just enjoy the oranges of my life and give God the credit for that. That was Dr. Wayne Dyer. His website is drwaynedyer.com. You can check out today's talk on the YouTube. It is called Wayne Dyer, How to Get What You Really really want a must watch and indeed it is all right my friend follow me on that instagram at sean croxton i will see you tomorrow with eric thomas i'm out peace